Back in the driver's seat. Wait, things are still fucking up on me. What the hell is going on here, guys? All my volumes are out. This is insane. Alright, I'm gonna leave that. That's gonna be fine. Adjust this a little bit. then everybody how you all doing out there welcome to the jam room podcast welcome back to your long time listeners you're gonna hear some rain it's fucking belting down here and as you know i do my podcast from my little outdoor bar bullshit area um as one of the reasons why i haven't been on for so fucking long the weather's been fucking insane here in perth i talk about the weather too much but holy shit the storms the floods the fuck whatever it's getting crazy i'm Looking forward to getting out of this town for a little while, getting some sunshine. Um, it's not that fucking cold. What am I bitching about? It's no snow or anything like that. It's still probably 20 degrees out. Whatever. But yeah, it's been a hot minute, guys. The world has changed around us. I do apologize for this massive fucking absence that I've had. Um, part of it was the weather. Every time I wanted to sit down and do a podcast, it was thunderstorms and bullshit. And I had to work it around whatever availabilities I had. And yeah, whatever. We're here. We're fucking doing it now. What's been going on in your world, guys? You've been having fun out there? You've been playing some music, listening to music? There's tons of it. I say that every week, it feels. There's just tons of it to fucking get through right now. And um, I'm not 100% confident that uh, things are recording well at the moment. A little rusty. Don't know if I got my settings right. If my voice sounds like shit. Um, that, that's just what it usually sounds like. I'm sorry, guys. But I do feel like there's a bit of a fucking delay echo in my cans here, but um, hopefully it doesn't come out on your end. Uh, but whatever. So uh, West Australia has completely changed. We had our WA Day celebrations a few weeks back, and um, they were a non-event because of the storms. So we didn't have any drone shows or fireworks or anything like that. They postponed it a week, and no one gave a shit a week later. Um, and so they were saying oh well no one cares about wa day we should maybe change the date because it's always one of those big controversial things you know as soon as you have any pride in your country you're like wait a minute your country's a piece of shit you fucking enslaved people or whatever well you know fucking i don't give a shit about that sort of stuff um but just afterwards a week or so ago the the premier of our state called it quits just fucking you know how's this every other fucking job on the planet Right, the right thing to do, if not the contractual thing to do, is to um, give two weeks' notice. Right, uh, but if you've got the top job of the entire fucking state, um, you can just say, "Well, this is my last week. Friday, I'm fucking out of here." Right, and so Mark McGowan, the guy that's responsible for forcing a fucking uh, experimental vaccine down everyone's fucking throat over the last two years, um, has called it quits, claiming that he's just too fucking tired. Too fucking tired. Meanwhile, Joe Biden's 4,000 years old and is still rocking it over there in the States. Shit, this rain's getting heavy. It's starting to spray me even here. It might fuck up with all my electronics, but whatever. We're going to get through it. So Mark McGowan, the piece of shit, fucking, he's too tired, you know? He's in his 40s, and he's had to fucking... Um, exert dominance on uh, the population of a state for a couple of years and now he's just sort of tired of it and wants to go back to living a normal life. It's like, good for him. Um, 
he's getting paid a shitload of money for fucking retiring, by the way. He's, you know, like I said, he's in his 40s, if that. And, uh, whoa, it's getting even heavier. Oh, it's a wide out. I wish I could take a photo, but I don't do video podcasts, so you guys aren't going to see anything of this. But, um, what are we talking about? Fucking Mark McGowan. So how's this? He fucking serves politics for, you know, 20-something years of his life, doing absolutely fucking nothing. And um, he's getting a pension of um, nearly, well, it's over a quarter of a mil every year for the rest of his fucking life, right? You do the math on that, the guy hopefully doesn't live that long. But, you know, if he does, that's a big drain on the taxpayer, right? It's insane. This fucking idiot. I don't, I don't really get it. How can you be so tired of doing fucking nothing and you're that young and, yeah, like I said, Joe Biden's still rocking it. He's not fucking calling it quits, even though he should or whatever. If anybody was going to fucking retire prematurely, it should definitely be uh, Joe Biden. But who's going to replace him? Who the fuck knows? Trump 2024. Here we go. Or DeSantis, I don't know, fucking one of those things. But yeah, I've been busy the last little while as well, guys. It's not just been the weather, even though I like to blame it. You know, it's been a bit of a rough period. I had the, you know, last episode I told you about um, my good friend Greg, who died um, horrifically. It's kind of bullshit. Uh, run over by a fucking 19-year-old bitch in a fucking car that didn't stop to see if he was all right. And just left him on the side of the road, and uh, so we had to bury him. So, again, cheers to Greg. If you're out there and you've lost a loved one or a friend or anything like that, tragically, you know what I'm going through. It's kind of fucked up. Um, It was a cool fucking uh, funeral and wake sort of scenario, I guess. This was last week, guys. Um, Yeah, funeral was fine, obviously, whatever, but then down at our yacht club, who Greg was a, obviously a huge member of. I say a huge member. He was very active. Everybody in that fucking yacht club knew him, loved him. He was like the most popular man I've ever met in my life, right? Uh, so we had our wake down there. Well, his wake. Um, started at midday. I left about midnight. Someone in one of the speeches mentioned that Greg was always the last one to leave. So I had it in my mind like, fuck it, today I'm going to be the last one to fucking leave. I'm going to close this joint, drank so much, have no idea how I ended up getting home. I do know at some point I ended up leaving the club because it was closing and uh, ended up just drinking a whole bunch of scotch on someone's boat somewhere. It was fucking good. It was a good little send-off for, um, for our old mate. So that's been weighing on my wa- mind and... Not only that, guys, next week I'm heading off to Canada for a month and um, I need to prep a whole bunch of episodes for you guys while I'm away. So I'm going to make an apology right now um, just in case plans fall through or whatever. Over the next few weeks, the podcast is going to be pretty fucking weird. Either it's going to be sort of... um, a whole bunch of episodes that I put in the bank over this weekend, so they're not going to have much relevance as far as new music that's coming out and reviews and stuff like that, but we will dive into some cool topics, some cool episodes or whatever, but if they suck and I don't like them, you never know. I might just record something on my fucking iPhone and drop an episode from Canada. I'm going over there, like I said, for about a month, Um, just driving around the province of Quebec, uh, we're in Montreal. The wife has a conference to go to, so we might as well take the opportunity to have some fun, get around the town, see whatever. It's festival season over in Montreal at the moment right now, so I'm hoping to see some comedy, some music, some fucking eat some good food, all that sort of bullshit. 
So we'll fucking uh, see what happens. I don't really know. Whatever. It's Pride Month as well. So happy Pride Month to all you guys in the States. A whole fucking month? A whole fucking month for Pride Month. Jesus Christ. We give veterans a day, if that. And really, it's just a dawn service. By fucking 9 a.m., you're done with the veterans on one day. But we've got to listen to the bullshit from this community for a whole fucking month. Uh, guys, I have no hatred in my heart for anything like that. But it just, you know, we've mentioned this on the podcast before. At least I know I've mentioned it uh, either to myself. I might have said it out loud. I can't really remember. But, you know, you fucking being proud of the way you would just happen to be born and just happen to be is just it's not an accomplishment it's not an achievement i don't fucking get it i don't know why we call it pride month why are we proud just to be the fucking things we already are it makes no sense to me whatsoever but you know god bless them they're out there in their underwear fucking you know parading around forcing children to look at it it's fucking gross whatever I don't get it. And it's not only that, like, it's getting bigger and bigger these these days because, you know, it's not just the, you know, gay pride parade. Fine. Could understand that. And then you have the bisexuals. It's like, I can't, I'm just gonna fucking make up your mind. Whatever. And then, you know, you got the trans. So trans is a new thing that's just sort of tacked itself onto this movement that was already existing out there and um, making some strides. Now you got the trans people. I don't fucking understand that at all. And get it, like I said, be proud of yourself. Like, well, whatever, just you know, be happy. That's that, that's absolutely fine. But you know, I do have these problems with the trans community, and it's just it's just their fucking lack of reason. I don't really understand it, guys. I'm a I'm an old dinosaur here, you know. And you talk to someone about like, well, well you know, this whole thing's going off on the internet. The the whole what is a woman question. Ah, oh, whatever. Fucking, it's insane. People are just like, well, it's just how you feel, right? Gender is a mental sort of thing, right? Say, all right, cool. Then what's with all the fucking hormones and surgery then, right? If gender is just a, a mental state, basically, of how you see yourself, fine. Then why do you fuck with your body then? It's obviously got something to do with the body. Just, I don't get it. The hypocrisy is insane, but whatever. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month to whoever out there is celebrating or whatever. Let's face it. If you're celebrating Pride Month, you're probably not listening to this podcast. I've said too much bullshit in the past. Fuck it. Whatever. It is what it is. We got to move on, guys. We got to move on. Uh, let's just move on. As a whole society, I hope we move on. But um, in this podcast, for instance, we should move on to the things we actually care about, which are musical things, right? And there's a lot to catch up on because as you guys probably know, I'm a Sleep Token fan and their album came out and I haven't talked about it yet. And so guess what? We're going to talk about it, but there's plenty of other shit to talk about uh, before we get there. Where are we? Let me look at my little notes here. So what did I check out? A couple of big albums have fucking come out, guys. Uh, the Foo Fighters bought out an album. Uh, it's obviously the first album since their drummer died. What was his name? Justin Hawkins. Rides Again, or whatever his name was. Taylor Hawkins, <laughs> whatever. I keep on getting those fucked up. But it, the, the, the poor drummer for Foo Fighters died. They've released a new album now. And it came out that um, uh, Dave Grohl himself was drumming on this album. Wicked. Finally getting back to what he did best, or whatever. No, what do you guys reckon? Is he a better drummer or singer? 
I think he's definitely a better singer as far as songwriting goes, right? There's only so much creativity you can do on the drums in that kind of setting, right? In that sort of pop rock setting. Uh, but vocally, he does some, some great things. He's, he's uh, fucking... He's a hit writer. He writes fucking wicked choruses and shit. So he's definitely a superior musician as far as songwriting goes than pure drumming. Um, but for his tour, he's got uh, the great Josh Freese playing drums for the live act. So he recorded the drums himself, but Josh Freese, um, who has played with fucking everyone from the from Guns N' Roses to fucking uh, Gwen Stefani to one of my favorite bands, A Perfect Circle. Um, the first couple of albums of A Perfect Circle were Josh Freese. Uh, I think he was part of A Perfect Circle up until kind of recently where um, that Gunner guy, Gunner, Gunnar Olsen, or whatever his name is, from Pussifer took over. And he's a wicked little drummer as well. Fucking tremendous. But anyway, the Foo Fighters are out. I listened to their new album. The new album's called, uh, But Here We Are. You know, the world's fucked up, but here we are. But here we are. So it starts with the word but as a title. Um, so some people have a problem with that because you have to capitalize the word but. That sucks. That doesn't normally happen. But, you know, but here we are. Right? So the second half of the sentence is the name of this album, and it sounds exactly like the Foo Fighters, guys. It is a pop rock album. Um, if you have no idea what to expect from this album, uh, expect something like this. Can someone get in the best, the best, the best, the best of you? Can someone get in the best, the best, the best, the best of you? Has someone taken your face? It's real. That song obviously isn't on the album, but every song on the album kind of sounds like that, kind of in the same vein. It's kind of cool. Very well recorded. Sounds crisp, pristine, got its hooks all the way through it. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Check out that album, guys. Uh, it's called But Here We Are by the Foo Fighters. And they're on tour. They're coming to Australia. The tickets are probably already sold out, as everything else is, um, instantly. So uh, good luck with that. Try and, you know, find someone online that's going to rip you off anything less than $3,000. You know, raise an eyebrow to that. But that's inflation for you as well, hey? Another one of those fucking things that happen these days. Whatever. No one cares about that shit. Ah, uh, good Lord. It's, it's something going on with music these days. We'll get into it a little bit. It's this, like, sort of... Um, a few albums that I checked out this week, and I'm not going to talk about all of them, but, uh, you know, in the light of the sleep token thing, we talk about the, the genre crossing thing, right? And I guess in light of Pride Month, we should call it fucking trans-genre. These trans-genre bands that are coming out now, and I don't know. No, we'll get to them later. We'll get to them later. Let's, let's go to a, just a fucking classic rock album first. Uh, well, I guess it's kind of transy. Uh, the Queens of the Stone Age. No one in the band is a female, but they call themselves the Queens. That's kind of trans. You know, that's fucking, they were ahead of the curve back in those days. Um, so Queens of the Stone Age brought out a new album as well, uh, and it's called In Times New Roman. So the last album, the Foo Fighters ones, was the second half of a sentence. This one is instructions for their poster. Put it in Times New Roman. Cool. A very exciting font. One of my favorites, actually. It's just fucking gorgeous, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I'm an aerial fan. But when I'm doing a resume or, you know, something that's supposed to look official, I'll, I'll do like a fucking Georgia. That looks pretty nice. But Times New Roman, it's a classic. So in Times New Roman, um, 
is uh, Queens of the Stone Age album. That is the name of the album. And uh, it's, it's, it's cool. It's, it's a cool album because it sounds like Queens of the Stone Age. As much as their band name is kind of, you know, sort of trans-friendly, the, the music itself is absolutely its thing, right? Queens of the Stone Age are Queens of the Stone Age. No one sounds like them. That Josh Home guy, Hom, Home, whatever they want to call him, Josh, Queens of Stone Age, he's a fucking interesting musician, isn't he? He's, um, he's got these wicked note choices. It, like, it, he just doesn't give a fuck about scales or what should work. It's just all by ear and it's sick. There's riffs and the tone of his guitar is great in so far that it's perfect for the kind of music he's making, right? And the bass tone, whoa, the bass is sick on this album. It's just got that wicked nice overdrive to it. Good grunt. It sounds fucking sick. Like I said, interesting riffs and like one of the most experimental songs I would say on the album. It's called like, I don't know, something to do with time or whatever. Fucking, I should have written the shit down, but I didn't. Didn't think I would. Uh, well, anyway, it sounds a little bit like this. And you can see there's like this, like um, a pattern of three revolving over an underlying pattern of four. So it takes a few bars to resolve, but it just found, sounds fucking sick. Check it out. This, this is the kind of vibe that you can get from this album. Go. I enjoyed it and I will listen to this album um, a hell of a lot more over the next week or so because there's a few little moments in it that I was like uh, I zoned out before it got to that moment so I really want to see the payoff because I got the payoff but not really the build up and stuff like that so we'll be checking that one out a little bit more In Times New Roman by Queens of the Stone Age guys it's a decent fucking album you should check it out uh but it just feels like there's a ton of shit to get through this week, guys. I, I'm, I know I'm hacking my way through it. <coughs> Normally I have a casual pace. You know what? <coughs> I could try and make it a bit more of a casual pace. I'll light, light a fucking cigarette. See what that does. See if that changes the vibe at all, guys. <sighs> Not really. Hasn't done anything yet. Except I uh, kind of interrupted this podcast. We're just tacking on minutes here, guys. Why not? Hmm. I'm obviously drinking, drinking a great northern at the moment. Guys, if you're out there and you're a drinker, um, drink Captain Sensible. It's a good drink. Just a shout out to the guys at Bolter. Captain Sensible is their mid-strength option. It's a good one. I'm a mid-strength drinker. You know why I'm a mid-strength drinker? Because I drink a lot. So there's, you know, I'm faced with that choice. Either I can cook dinner that night or I can't. And that's full strength versus mid-strength for me, so... It's strength all the way. I still like to get my shit done. So the next couple of bands, obviously one of them sleep token. This is where that trans genre fucking shit just is uh, going nuts, guys. Um, and with these next two albums, like I did watch a whole bunch of other, you know, reaction videos and other musicians, you know, giving their two cents on this sort of bullshit. And uh, I agree with some, not the others, uh, but, but whatever. There's, there's some mixed feelings about the next two albums. Um, the first one we'll talk about is Avenged Sevenfold. 
who I was never a big fan of and never really listened to their music that much. But what I know of them is that they were, you know, just an okay kind of heavy-ish band, something like that. I didn't really know too much about them. But listen to their new album. It came out. It's called uh, Life is But a Dream. Not an original title. Uh, it's lyrics from um, Row, Row, Row Your Boat, I believe. Um, and there are some lyrics in this uh, this album that I'm like, wait a minute. They say good afternoon, good evening, and good night. That's a Truman Show quote. That's a Jim Carrey quote. That's my thing, guys. All righty then. Fucking, you know. Take care now, but I'm the Jim Carrey quote guy. Don't fuck with me, Avenged Sevenfold. Avenged Sevenfold. So they've been avenged seven times already. Can you believe that? I didn't even know they were dead. But they've been already avenged seven times. Um, And I don't know what to make of this album because it's fucking schizophrenic as shit, guys. This is that, like, some bands do the genre blending thing way better than others. I don't know what the fuck they're trying to do with this album because it's all over the fucking place. And like actual production-wise, I think it kind of sounds like shit. The kick drums in some parts are just like, what are you doing? Like they have good kick drums in some songs, but then they go for their fast double kick shit and they have to change their sound so it doesn't bleed into, like each kick drum doesn't bleed into it, uh, one another, right? And so they tighten it up so it ends, just, ends up just sounding like this fucking obnoxious click and I, I whatever vocally vocally on this album it, it the guy sounds like a cross between and this is going to sound like high praise but just wait for it uh, he sounds like chris cornell crossed with jack black with some mike Patton thrown in there so you can imagine that so it's like I, I put the jack black in there because sometimes i laughed at his delivery found it funny Chris Cornell, because he's going for that kind of rocky voice quite a lot. And the the Mike Patton, because Jesus Christ, it feels like they're trying to be a shit version of Mr. Bungle in this album um, sometimes. I don't know. I'm going to give you a bit of a rundown of like the kinds of genres they touch on in this album. So the album starts off with a track um, that is completely driven by uh, classical guitar. Uh, it sounds like this. Right? And it, that's fine. It's a nice little classical guitar piece. And it, you know, it gets into a bit of a rock song afterwards. That's, you know, nothing new. Metallica's done that before. That's something that's uh, absolutely fine in the metal genre or the heavy rock genre, everything like that. Um, but then you just find songs that are just like just weird chaos, um, like, like this. And that chaos is all fine. I don't mind it. That was actually kind of one of the coolest parts of the album, believe it or not. Um, but then when it comes to things that are like, uh, you know, with everything that's going to be, you know, genre bending or, you know, what do we call it? You know, tranny, tranny music, trans genre, whatever we called it. Um, you're obviously leading into the prog rock side of shit. And like the kings of doing schizophrenic fucking prog rock bullshit is Dream Theater. And I've had... Not a lot of good things to say about them ever on this podcast, um, which, you know, at one point I'm going to do a Dream Theater in Reflection episode. I might try and bank that one for a while I'm away. Uh, 
because there is a lot of good things to say about Dream Theater, but there's just a lot of bad things to point out as well. Um, and the bad parts of Dream Theater is when they do the schizophrenic fucking prog rock, hey, let's just change time signatures, let's just fucking throw in a little bar of 316 here or something, um, and we'll see what nerds amongst our crowd can follow along with their head nod. It sucks. It's gay. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> these guys do it. This is Avenged Sevenfold sounding kind of Dream Theater-like. At least to me. At least to me. It sounds a little bit Dream Theater-like. And then, you know, it's not just like a rock album. Like, I, I've left out a lot of their, like, heavier sort of parts. Like, they had this fucking song where they're going, like, more power, more something, grow bigger, grow stronger. Grow. Like, it was just some, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Um, that was, like, one track, and then it's kind of followed up with something that I don't even know what the hell this is. Whatever that is, it's it's that. And, uh, you know, there's plenty more to come. I made the Mr. Bungle reference. Uh, tell me if this doesn't remind you a little bit of Mr. Bungle. The, and, and by the way, if you guys don't know Mr. Bungle, check it out. The album California is actually a really good album. But like I said, it's choppy and it's Mike Patton being his fucking experimental weirdo self. Um, sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. There's a couple of good tracks on fucking... Um, on the California album by Mr. Bungle, uh, but there's a lot of misses. This same sounds like a B-side from a Mr. Bungle album, but it's Avenged Sevenfold. So, there's all that going on with this album. Um, it's called Life is But a Dream. And uh, I wish this album was but a dream. But it's real, guys. It's actually out there. And they've got, like, if you listen to the album as a, as a whole, there's a very avant-garde kind of theme to it. But it feels like an album that has zero direction, zero idea of what the hell it wants to be, and zero idea of what's cool. So it's kind of like a throwing everything at the wall um, to see what sticks kind of thing, right? Let me light this cigarette again. It went out. It's too wet and cold out here. The sun's actually come out. Speaking of fucking trans genre, we've got fucking trans climate right now here in Perth. It's fucking now sunny and beautiful. It started off like a fucking... I don't know, the opening scene from a depressing movie or something, but whatever. So that was going on with Avenged Sevenfold. I don't really know. Guys, there's even horns in some parts of the, of, of, of the album. I don't really get it. And like the title track of the album, the song called Life's But a Dream, 
uh, or Life Is But A Dream, whatever, you can track that if you want. Um, it's the last song on the album, and it's nothing but a piano instrumental, right? So if you're thinking, oh, finally we got to the end of the album, here's the title track, this has got to be at least a decent song. Surprise! Well, I just spoiled the surprise. It ain't good. It's just a, a piece of piano work that, I don't know, they could have started the album with that. No one would have given a shit. But they ended the album with it, and they <laughs> named the album after this piece of piano work, apparently, or something. I don't fucking know. Avenged Sevenfold. What are you guys doing? And if anybody out there is like a, a serious fan of this band and um, thinks this album's awesome, uh, please reach out and give me an education, guys. Like, sh sh like, should I go back through their discography? Am I going to find this same sort of nonsense? Because no, I don't want to do that. But if there's, if there's fucking gold back there in their history, I kind of want to find it to, to have a point of comparison. Because I don't really know with this band. I don't, I don't know. This fucking, I should tap out on this one. Whatever. Go check it out for yourself, guys. Last but a dream. Avenged Sevenfold. Let's get on to the last album I'm going to talk about today because you guys know I'm going to talk about it because I've been talking about every fucking single leading up to this album with mixed feelings for some of them, you know, admittedly. They're not all great. Uh, but Sleep Token, Take Me Back to Eden was released and I've listened to it a fair few times. I've actually had time to digest this, probably to the point where, I don't know, guys, I might be fucking over this band. God, never thought I'd say it. Not that quick. Give me a few years before I get bored with these guys, but shit. Um, so when the album came out, I realized that half of the album had already been released with their single drops, right? So I already knew half the album, so there was just a couple of um, filling in the gap songs. Pfft all the way through, including the title track, Take Me Back to Eden, and um, some other nonsense going on. And they are a genre-bending fucking band, aren't they? We all know this about Sleep Token. If you don't know this about Sleep Token, uh, I will show you some stuff. So as you can tell, they're a heavy band. They're heavier than Avenged Sevenfold or fucking Queens of the Stone Age or Foo Fighters. They're a heavier band. Um, you know, kind of this heavy. This is from The Summoning. Again. But then again, guys, even with that song as heavy as it is, we all know, if you've heard that song before, um, it ends with uh, <laughs> a piece of music that uh, sounds like this. from heavy ass bullshit to like what sounds like some big band funk sort of riff parts but it's fucking good so this is the thing i'm going to say about sleep token they're kind of doing it well they're blending these genres way better than a whole lot of other bands but the whole production of this album to me 
feels a little fake, a little plastic, a little bit. Um, it's got too much of a high gloss finish on it. There's, uh, there's not enough grit. And that's what something like the Queens of the Stone Age album had. It's got some grit to it. It's got some soul in its recording and its production. Um, this album doesn't. Um, but musically, it's still fucking pretty cool. I did kind of like it quite a bit. Ah, oh, don't really know. Don't really know how I feel about this album. Um, like I said, I've listened to it quite a bit. There's some great songs on there, and but some of the songs that I love from this album, we've already talked about because they were released as singles. So they weren't necessarily saving the best till last. Uh... I don't know. I really want you guys to listen to this album and chat to me about it. Um, reach out, because we've got to get to the bottom of this band. No one knows who they are. They're selling every fucking show out all around the world nowadays. They're blowing up like a motherfucker. They're the new Kardashians of the metal scene. Everybody wants a piece of fucking sleep token. And I don't know. It's a, gr it's a good album. And it's a polished fucking album. Probably too high polished. They've, you know buffed the shit out of any soul that could possibly peek its head through those um those vibrations there they just polished that shit right out but i don't know there's parts of this song like part of this album that can be like drakey right you can have like this drake slash fucking i don't know kanye west sort of feel like this sort of piece like this is kind of drakey right this piece of music so as wet as wacky as that seems in a heavy metal context somehow sleep token make it work you might not like it but they make it work way better than avenge sevenfold did i don't know what's going on with those guys but sleep token are fucking they're cool they're cool in my eyes and uh, i want to hear what comes out in the future i know they've put a lot of work into this and then there's like a bit of a theory with these guys Sleep Token's kind of lame how it has like a law behind it, like L-O-R-E, law. Um, you know, the singer who goes by the name Vessel because he had to dream about some god called sleep or whatever. All that wanky nonsense. Who the fuck cares about that? Um, but there was an idea that they were going to bring out a trilogy of albums. Um, the first one was uh, the Sundowning, Sundowning or whatever. And then there was the, the last album that we talked about last year or so. What was it? This Place Might Become Your Tomb, I think it was called. And now we have this third album, the third one of the trilogy. And what I thought was kind of neat about this was the, uh, the very last track of the album is called Euclid. Um, it literally is a lead in to the first track of their first full album, right? The song's called... Um, well, Euclid from this one, but the song on the the first album, um, this night, uh, the night does not belong to God. And uh, have a listen to this. If you know the song, the night does not belong to God, check out how they kind of finish this track as a completely obvious but awesome homage to that song. Pretty cool.
And so they leave us in that kind of space, kind of wanting to start the trilogy of albums over again, which I like. It kind of reminded me of, um, we talked about this in the past, uh, uh, Mac Miller's album, Circles. How like, if you listen to that album start to finish and you get to the end of the album, the very last chord that's played feels ridiculously unresolved. And it only really seems to resolve itself if you play the album again making the whole album a circle, hence the name Circles and the genius of Mac Miller, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this is kind of doing something similar, but like with a three album trilogy spaced over many years, which is kind of neat. It's kind of cool. I guess they're putting some thought into it. I kind of dug it. I spoke to Liam about it. He was kind of, ugh, 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 ugh. he's kind of fallen out of love with Sleep Token as well. But what he did say, he thought that the song Chokehold was the greatest song that they've written. Um, I don't really agree with that, but I've got um, no real reason to not like that song, but it's got a, some big riffs, so I've got to end this podcast with that, guys. I know it's been a fucking bit of a slog, and I've been bitching about stuff, and I'm a bit rusty, to be honest. Taking a month off from podcasting, you know, I can't talk properly anymore. It kind of feels fucking weird. But there's nothing about this fucking podcast that should feel normal. It's me just literally yelling into the void to nobody i don't really care what the fuck ever um so i'm gonna end the podcast with fucking chokehold from sleep token if you don't know sleep token apparently this is their best song and apparently this will get you into them and hopefully you'll listen to this new album of theirs and um get back to me with your feedback and your criticisms and all that stuff do you reckon it's got a bit of a high gloss finish on it <laughs> do you reckon there's any <clears throat> rawness to it could there be more, or are they just not the kind of band that that suits anyway? They're not like Tool, you know what I mean? They don't have this gruff nature. They've got this very weird, polished, behind-the-scenes sort of, like, no one knows who we are and what we release is just perfect as we put it out. Uh, yeah, there's no, like, jammy parts. Everything seems very, I don't want to say contrived, but thought through. Everything's very thoughtful in this album. It seems so to me. But, you know, I'm a piece of shit that doesn't know what they're talking about. So, you know, it's, it's up to you to decide. So, guys, that's the JRIM podcast for this week. There will be episodes coming out, whether they're just me talking into my phone while I'm in Montreal or Quebec or any of those French-speaking uh, parts of Canada. The other parts of Canada I've never been to, by the way. So I'm looking forward to that. I've been plenty over the uh, the west side, BC and Alberta, right? I've been to Toronto as well, but... Never into the full French quarters, and uh, it's kind of an interesting history there, so I need to brush up on some of my my mercies and fucking the bonsoirs and all that bullshit. Um, we'll see how that goes. Guys, have a fantastic week out there. If you want to reach out to this podcast and get involved in any way at all, whether it's just to call me a piece of shit or to actually be constructive um, and, uh, you know engage with this thing here all my details are in the uh the podcast notes below so check them out use them i do check all that shit and if you reach out to me i'll reach right back guys 
kind of came out weird. I'll reach back. Whatever, whatever, guys. Uh, this is the Jam Room Podcast, everybody. You're about to listen to some Sleep Token. Listen to their whole album if you like it. If not, fucking at least you know that they suck. But that's up to you to decide. Guys, have fun out there. Play some music. For Christ's sake, play some music. Take care now. Bye-bye then. me